0: Football Glory Hole Podcast. We this is an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spreaker, SoundCloud. We're on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host Bo Stevens, and I'm joined as always here in the Sports Patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy?
1: All right, all right. Ooh, Bo Cephas, Here we go. We are. Headed to Vegas for the divisional round Woo! playoffs this weekend. And I cannot wait to bust them up and use the shit out of their comps and promos. We are going to get drunk in that sports book <laughs> for sure. Speaking of promos, you can still get the $25 playoff promo every premium pick from now through the Super Bowl. All you got to do, email in info at the football. Dot com. I don't know, just say something stupid like, hey, dickheads, give me the free picks. They're yours for $25. We'll send to PayPal, and you got them. Unfortunately, buddy, I am going to be limping into Vegas, little under prime Longhorn conditions uh, this weekend, still fighting some of that Fauci flu symptoms, including... <laughs> including... Feeling run down, moving slow, old as fuck, and overall just a lot of bad life decisions going on. So for once in my life, I'm exactly like Tom Brady. Call me, Giselle! Call me! Now whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun.
0: We're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony duda out of your assholes!
1: Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep
0: it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's
1: right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com. Hit us up for those free picks. Premium picks. And betting strategies so you can bet football the right way. The winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill, by now we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! Woo!
0: Woo! Ow! Love that money! Now,
1: with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Boom! Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio. We got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show. My friend, tell the people all about your horrible, freaking, disgusting choice of the week.
0: Well, thank you very much, sir, sir. Tonight I am drinking a big Chiefs box. By Red Gap Brewing in Cisco, Texas. Yeah. Uh, this is a terrible beer. It's mm-hmm. one of the worst I've ever had. Half Sounds a star bad. out of five on Half? my beer at. Oh
1: my. God. Did you even swallow
0: it? I'm still trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is very apropos tonight because on this day in 1983, Longhorn, did you know mm-hmm. that the International Olympic Committee officially reinstated all of Jim Thorpe's gold medals from winning the decathlon and the pentathlon? hat, penta, whatever, the five fucking event in yeah. the 1912 Pentagon Olympics.
1: A-thon. Pentagon-a-thon.
0: Something like that. <laughs> now, Thorpe was almost 100% American Indian, so that's woo-hoo and not red dot. Yeah. And he was also voted in 1950 as the best American athlete at the fir- of the first half of that century. In addition to his two gold medals, he was a two-time All-American in college of football, Then he played seven years of professional baseball, Mm. and then he went on to be an NFL star for the next seven years, and he was so awesome that still to this day, the MVP trophy of the NFL is known as the Jim Thorpe Award. But, like almost all Indians, he eventually Uh. collapsed into alcoholism Mm. and (laughs) died dead-ass broke at the age of 64, but you know what, thanks for the memories Jimbo, and don't worry, We got rid of all those Indian mascots in sports. Now your people don't die from firewater anymore because we're so woke.
1: Yeah. You know, if if the if all the engines were as as good athletes as him, they could have just ran away when all the boats hit the shore or run on (laughs) or run onto the boat, set those motherfuckers (laughs) on fire and say, get the fuck out of here. This is Tatanka land. You ain't allowed.
0: Alright, boys and girls, we're going to do the podcast. we do the good, the bad, and the... Are you fucking kidding me? We're going to go over all the games, Divisional, in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we're going to get you paid, as we always do with those free picks. Oh, boys and girls, it's going to be a pick-palooza tonight. But right now, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Cock Diesel. Well, it's no secret that here at FGH, our audience is mostly men, or women that identify as men, or however the fuck all that works. And because of that, we have been chosen to be the new exclusive advertisers of a new penis enlargement company called Cock Diesel. Cock Diesel is a revolutionary new company with one goal in mind, to make your member the size of a California red oak timber. And with their patent and proven methods, they will do just that. How does it work, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you. First, they measure your pleasure with a confidential in-home meeting and from there develop and individualize a strategic plan to turn your baloney pony into a salami that could do it all like Shohei Otani, baby. If you want to reach your phallus totalis, cock diesel. If you want your trouser weasel to be the third leg on your easel, cock diesel. God damn it, if you need the force in your choder to be as big as it is in Yoda, cock diesel. Go to cockdiesel.com right now and put in code word glory hole for 10% off making your cack the biggest in Fenway pack there, kid. That's code word glory hole for 10% off getting the schlong the size of King Kong, baby. One more time, 10% off the tally whacker that will give you all the swagger with code word glory hole. Holy shit, Longhorn. I know you're going to have a pocket full of those cock diesels. When we hit Vegas, baby, on Friday, uh, there's no doubt there will be some stout in your fucking trousers <laughs> due to those motherfuckers.
1: Well, you know, everyone knows my motto, never leave home without it. Um, but like I said, feeling like Tom Brady, if, I, if I'm going to fail this weekend like he failed last weekend, I might want to double up on the cock diesel. That's, that's, just, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And now it's time. For the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad.
0: Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good.
1: And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me?
1: All right, boys and girls, and as
0: always, we start off with the good and the good last week. Well, I had a pretty good week. Four and two, betting all six games, hit my three game Moneyline parlay. And we gave the clients and the people who signed up for the pro, mother of my buddy mentioned, a six and three weekend on college basketball. Just because we love you guys so much. So, yeah, great week. Longhorn, I know you hit a few teasers over there. So, overall, yeah. all in all, good fucking week.
1: Eh, uh, it was all right. It was all right. Could have been better.
0: Could have been better, and why it could have been better, well, the bad. Cincy? Yeah, we were just on the wrong side of that one. Honestly, they should have lost the football game. Their defense continues to disappoint, and if they don't get turnovers, they generally just don't fare well in the game. So, yeah, bad call bus there.
1: Oh no, Okay, I am I was like, wait, why are you doing Cincy? But I think I know why. He's, he's, what's the next one?
0: Oh, they are f- the, are you fucking
1: kidding
0: me? Yeah, since it was bad, because that was just the wrong team to back, but uh, the Bills,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, they completely dominated the game. Every stat, all the stats, had the cover at one point. Then they lost the entire 14-point cover and the outright lead, only to gain it back and be within one score of covering the 13-point spread again just to lose the margin again and luckily escape with a victory against a third string quarterback that nobody's ever fucking heard of! Oh I hate Josh Allen so fucking much.
1: Yeah, he's he's a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? He he will he will tease you with up some of that good shit and he will just continue this year to make some of the worst decisions that you will ever see on a football field.
0: YOU GODDAMN WHY ON ME
1: Stay fing! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh
0: you know what's happening! It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! up, yeah, boys and girls, and it is time for Division Playoff Weekend. This is the best weekend of the playoffs. That's why we go to Vegas every year. Well, go to collect our money from the preseason bets and because this is just the best football. And it is that way because Longhorn, since 2015, home favorites of 14 and 13 ATS. Uh, in the round 19 and 8 straight up. This is the 50-50 round. Like I said, the best thing. It's the best thing for fans. Everybody's got hope. As a better, really the best thing you try to do is catch a 2-0. Or bet all four and you know, hope for 3-1. Like last year, if you bet all four dogs, you went three-and-one. Or in 2018, if you bet all favorites, you went three and one. But mostly, if you bet all four games, you're probably going 50-50. You only bet two. You're probably going one on one. You got to find a lot of fucking ins, a lot of fucking outs, there, kid, to fucking make some profit here. But luckily for you guys, we got some of all that on fucking deck. So, Longhorn, having said that, having prefaced it with that, we're going to start. Oh, in Kansas City. Mm. And those Chiefs are 8.5 point home favorites over my Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, th- I really hope this is it. As good of a game as I think it's going to be, and as far as this game goes, I really am looking to middle this. So I have a lean to Kansas City, or excuse me, with uh, Jacksonville at plus eight and a half, and it's obviously in that perfect teaser range to take KC down to minus two and a half. And that's that's probably how I'm exactly going to play this. Um, you know, K- Kansas City Mahomes, they they just don't usually cover these big spreads like this. Andy Reid with a spread of seven or more, he it, it, the games go 60% to the under. So, I mean, just everything, you know, and everything with that just passes the eye test of what you would normally uh, en- envision in one of these games with Mahomes and, and Reed. The only thing that, that trips me up on that is the rest factor with Reed and what he does coming off extra rest. Um, but with that said, they normally in these type of big spread games they play around the game's kind of ugly, sluggish. It's all mucked up, and usually Mahomes has to, you know, kind of go play hero and win the game at the end in a game they, that they were clearly the better team. Um, and usually, usually he goes and gets the field goal at the end to, uh, to to secure the win. So I really see that this game playing out that way. So like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna middle it. Taking I'm taking Jacksonville plus eight and a half, but I'm putting Casey in a teaser down to minus two and a half. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I like all of that. Um, So home favorites since 1989, eight or more in the division round, 14 and 20 ATS. So it kind of speaks to what you're talking about. Now inside all the numbers I've been digging into the power ranking numbers and some of the, I've kind of found three key factors as far as statistically and how these teams have played. So, in the divisional round, the worst turnover margin is 9-16 ATS overall. And when one team is inside the top 10 turnover margin versus a team that isn't, the team that is 11-4 ATS. Well, Jacksonville is number 7 in turnover margin. Kansas City is number 22. So, and inside of those 15 games, there are three cases where the team that's better turnover margin had a worse DVOA, obviously a 3-0 on that. Kansas City DVOA number four, Jacksonville thirteen. Now, uh, against the spread versus a team in the division round that has a DVOA outside of the top ten, that <clears> team's <throat> eight and three. So that goes to Kansas City. There's a lot of kind of convoluted things in here, but um, Kansas City's power ranking uh, block is five and zero oh, ATS in the division round, never been beat. Three Super Bowl representatives in the last seven years have come from their power ranking block. However, four of those five teams that covered ATS had a better turnover margin than their opponent. Kansas City does not. Jacksonville's power ranking block, not great in the division round. Two and five ATS. All five losers, however, had a worse turnover margin than their opponent. The winners were split on turnover margin DVA, the same as it is here. Overall, Kansas City 7-10 ATS this year. Eight of their ten losses, Longhorn ATS, were against a team with a better turnover margin on the season. Again, that's what Jacksonville has. They played earlier this year in Kansas City. Exact same spot, exact same game. The spread was 9.5. And and, uh, Jacksonville lost by 10. If you remember that game, they had a couple of different points. They could have backdoored it, just didn't quite get it done. Uh, It was 33 degrees outside the day. I've heard people talking about the weather and Trevor Lawrence. Well, it was 33 degrees that day. It's going to be about the same this time. Trevor Lawrence in that game, 29 for 40, 259 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. He was good. Mahomes Mm -hmm. was just better, which Mahomes is just fucking better. So, that is what it is. But, they did not get one sack on Mahomes. Not one. So, you have to think, you know, if my buddy gave a great handicap on... Jacksonville last week when we were talking about the Chargers game and I brought up how good the Chargers were passing the running back and how bad Jacksonville wasn't covering the running back. And he's like, well, they got the players to do it. And I love the coaching staff. So he's like, put two and two together. They got to be able to fucking stop Eckler. I think Eckler had like what, one catch for like six yards or some shit like that.
1: I think it was two for eight.
0: Yeah, they totally focused on it, totally shut him down. And that was one of the key factors to them coming back and winning that game. So, if you think that they're gonna scheme up something different, you gotta like the coaching staff for Jacksonville to do so. Now, Mahomes has been sacked nine times in the last four games. So if Jacksonville could find a way to pressure him, they have all the ingredients to cover and put a good scare in the KC in this game. Now the last time Kansas City in the Mahomes era was favored by more than seven points in the divisional round was against Cleveland in 2020. And if you remember that game. They came down to it, and they they barely beat Cleveland. They did not cover, and Cleveland had a better turnover margin than Kansas City did that year. And then I've got this trend to support Jacksonville since 1989 in the playoffs, and this goes to the rest factor. So this might take away some of your apprehension on that home favorite with rest more than opponent, which obviously they do. And the but the opponent in their last week was home, which Jacksonville was. That's a fade trend on Kansas City 20 and 27 ATS 42.6%. So you're definitely on the better side of that in uh, on Jacksonville there. Now, I'm with you. Eileen Jacksonville completely. However, I do have a better pick than that that I will give out on our free picks when we get done at the end of the podcast so stick around for that boys and girls it's a it's a doozy and uh it's one that I dug in and dug in and dug in and finally found one i really fucking love but i definitely lean jacksonville here and but i do love the teaser on kansas city as well so i'm with you 100
1: yeah and just on just on player matchup uh wise i usually don't get into this much but some people like it um this, like I said last week, this linebacker core be, uh, being able to match up athletically against running backs and and being able to handle that better later in the season, um, it should it should be able to work here uh, at slowing down Kel- uh, Kelsey. You're not going to stop him. Obviously, he's he's fucking amazing. But with you know Ola Kuna, Devin Lloyd, and Chad Muma, you've got three young, athletic, extremely athletic uh, linebackers to at least throw at him now also the everybody knows the offensive line for Kansas City they are big just bruising mauling type um, offensive line now Jacksonville one of the big changes they made in this kind of second half of the season where the defense is playing better they took Arden key who um, wasn't he was he a Raiders or a San Francisco reject first round reject I whatever I it doesn't Raiders, I think yeah Whatever he's he's found a new life being kicked inside here for Jacksonville. So when they go to their um, Arden Key kicked inside Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker uh, on those edges, uh, and then and then Devin Hamilton these these are four players that grade fantastically on the defensive line and they're athletic. They're all quick, twitchy, athletic. So you know we'll see how it plays out, but in theory. Uh, they should be able to shoot gaps against this, you know, uh, offensive line and create some havoc. We'll see how that plays out. Um, on the outside, Campbell, the cornerback they drafted in the first round a couple years ago, he's ranked six overall in cornerbacks. He's had an amazing sophomore breakout year. Um, now, there's no receiver on on um, you know Kansas City. There's is more scheme um, as far as receivers go, more than like just a badass. Kelsey's their only just true badass weapon. So. If they can take these athletic linebackers and bracket Kelsey, and just you know hope that the the change up front in their D line can cause some problems and flush Mahomes, you know, it, 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 look they're eight and a half point dogs for a reason. But I like the way they're they're matching up and changing things late in the season. We like all the numbers. We like we, you know everything we've gone over. So really, you know, like I, a lot of things point to Jackson here, here for us.
0: Yep. I agree. All right, moving on. Those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles, seven and a half one one Home favorites of those New York football giants.
1: All right, so <clears throat> with this one, um, and I'm trying to go back to the screen. I, I'm digging into a lot of stuff over there. Okay, so with this one, I do have a slight, and I mean slight lean to Philadelphia, and that's going against... It's going against a lot of the money coming in on uh, the Giants. 80% of the cash is coming in on the Giants. Almost 70% of the tickets coming in on the Giants. But here's the deal. Did you say Did you say it's still 7.5? I wasn't listening.
0: 7.5 painted across the board.
1: And that's the thing. That's why I'm leaning Philly slightly. Because everything's coming in on the Giants. Cash, narrative, uh, just everything, and that number isn't fucking budging. So, you know, we go over this sometimes in the regular season, and, and those are usually pretty strong indicators, uh, at least for me, situationally how I look at it. So, uh, that's going to point me to to Philly in this and go against, uh, like I said, the the money coming in and the narrative. Now, speaking of the narrative, like I said, Giants. I mean, you can't look if you if you're buying the Giants, you are buying at their absolute high point right now. You cannot get any higher. Philly. They're coming off, you know. Hurts uh, played the last week, and uh, but it was kind of like just a tune-up game. Before that, he was hurt. We still don't know exactly how healthy his shoulder is going to be in the long run in this in this um, playoff run they're going to have. So, you know, to me, you're you know you're not necessarily buying them low, but sh- but they've been out of the they're not they haven't been hot. They're not a hot team in this playoff. So the public isn't coming in just talking about Philly. They are talking up the Giants. Um, now, I will say this: the reason it's only a slight lean to Philly is because the Giants scare me. They they really do scare me. And and I, and I thought about this today. I was kind of thinking about this game. The Giants remind me so much of like what Tennessee has been in the past. Um, and as a matter of fact, Daniel Jones, I think I've comped him to like a Ryan Tannehill type of quarterback. But they're a they're a team that no matter who's out there playing for them. They kind of play close, play ugly, and and seem to be there in the end and overachieve. The quarterback's an overachiever. He can use his legs and his arm. Uh, And and if Tennessee, a Tennessee-type team of the past three or four years was getting seven and a half in this spot, it would be a slam dunk. You take Tennessee. Uh, I like the coach for Tennessee, Vrabel. I really like this coach, Dayball, for for the Giants. So there's a lot of comparisons there uh, that would point me to the Giants and that seven and a half. But like I said, that number hasn't moved. That scares me. Um, I don't have an official side on this game, but but you know my lean would be to Philly. I'm curious to hear what you have to say over there, but um, this was a tough game. This was a. Uh, but, oh, one more thing. Minnesota last week, uh, Daniel Jones and the Giants went off. 29th-ranked defense. I know there's different metrics, but the one I got, 29th-ranked defense for Minnesota. Daniel Jones went nuts, bonkers. Philly's number two. Okay, so this this is a humongous step up in class for Daniel Jones and those Giants, um, but yeah, I'd love to hear what you got to say. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I love the. Uh, man, I mean, I like a lot of what you just said. Um, the comparison to Tennessee, yeah, and I mean, pretty much everything that handicap was pretty much spot on. Uh, however, I do not have a slight lean to Philly. I love Philly. It's the okay. only side that I love. Uh, in these four matchups And this is why New York is the first team in their power ranking uh, Block to ever Make the divisional round Ever hmm. uh, And then Inside of that teams are 3-8 and eight ATS when having a DVOA Like I just mentioned outside the top 10 And 6-13 and 13 ATS When they have A turnover margin outside the top 10 The Giants have both Now Philly's power ranking block They've been in the playoffs a lot. Five and six, though, ATS in the divisional round. However, teams with the bye like Philly have are two and two. So, like I said, it's a coin flip round. Um, But inside of that, the two losses that Philly's power ranking with a bye in the division round have had. uh, 2016, Dallas lost to Green Bay. They were home favorites five and a half. Green Bay was top ten DVOA and turnover margin. And a better turnover margin than Dallas. 2017 was another loss. Uh, Minnesota won, but they did not cover 5.5-point home favorite versus New Orleans, who was top 10 in DVOA and turnover margin and a better turnover margin than Minnesota. So Philly's obviously better than both of them at all of that. And the two wins in their uh, power-ranking bracket was Philly in 2017, ironically enough. They were 2.5-point home dogs somehow. Uh, they were top 10 at both versus Atlanta, who Atlanta was top 10 at neither. And then Green Bay in 2020, minus 7 versus Ram. Rams. Green Bay was top 10 at both, and the Rams were ninth in DVOA, but 20th in turnover margin. So the line on this game was 7, minus Philly minus 7 in New York, and Philly won 48 to 22. So you speaking about top and bottom of market was perfect. Barkley in that game had 28 yards with nine attempts, hmm. and there was only one turnover in that game, so it's nothing crazy. Philly just lined up and whipped their ass. 6.6 yards per, per play versus 4.9. Philly's only second team since 2015 to be in the top three in turnover margin and DVOA. The other team was the 2016 Pats, who were 16 and a half point favorites. Longhorn in the divisional round and fucking covered. God mm. damn, those teams were so good. Now, the Giants were 3-7 and seven straight up versus teams with a winning record this year. They had a shitty-ass schedule. They barely fucking squeaked in the playoffs. They're not a good football team, but they were 6-4 and four, ATS in those games. Yeah. But, Philly played two other teams in the Giants powering the block, and they were 2-0 straight up and ATS Versus those teams. And of the winning teams the Giants did beat this year. He spoke about the defense. Another great point. The Giants. Of the winning teams they beat. Were Baltimore. Jacksonville and Minnesota. Only Baltimore finished with a top 10 DVOA defense. Like you just spoke about. But. The Giants played them before the Roquan Smith trade. In Longhorn if you remember. Mm -hmm. Their defense was in the 20's in DVOA. Before that guy showed up. So the only top ten defenses they played that were there at the time and finished there uh, was Dallas. They're 0-2 straight up. 1-1 ATS. They had the lucky backdoor cover now, on Thanksgiving. It was a meaningless touchdown. And then Philly, 0-2 straight up. 1-1 and 1 ATS. They covered the last game of the season, like you said. It's more kind of a tune-up. The, the Philly was just looking for a win. Didn't care about the margin. That spread was like 14. Well, I don't even remember the fucking spread. That... Didn't it sixteen? I can't even remember. Who knows? It was fucking huge. So, using our power and quad theory, uh, it's absolutely fucking Philly for me. So, couple last things here. First of all, you spoke about buying high and selling low. Okay, so Philly was minus seven at the Giants. Now they're minus seven and a half at home. So. If you give 2 points for the Giants home field and this is the playoffs, you got to give Philly 3. Their fans are fucking nutballs. That's 5 points. That means this line should be 12. It should be 12. Straight up, it just fucking should be. And then here's my last and my most or I guess my biggest thing on this or two biggest things. Philly in our 3 in a Stats we've identified as the three most indicators of wins throughout these playoffs. So it's DVOA, turnover margin, and uh, points per drive. If you're better than your opponent in all three, in the divisional round, 12 and three ATS since 2015, it's just a fucking wipeout. Just wipe them off the fucking card. Yeah. Now, home favorites though, from seven or more, at all times so since 1989. 17 and 23 ATS. Not good for Philly, but if you take all those games and you bring it back to seven or more and better than all three, five and two ATS. So 30 years of losing, and you got a 71.5% winner. Yeah, it's Philly all the way for me. It, this, this is nothing but fucking public narrative and public conjecture and people <laughs> not thinking that Hurts is going to be healthy. But even if he isn't healthy, even if he is not healthy, they are so much better than the Giants. The Giants do not deserve to be in this round. Again, they're the first team in their power of the block to ever, ever make the divisional round. Well, since 2015, to make the divisional round. Right. And they only got there because they played a terrible team. We told you last week. They played a terrible team in Minnesota. I mean, that, that was a fucking gimme, layup. So, yeah, they don't deserve to be there. Philly's way better. Philly is going to cover. Philly is going to roll. And... I do. I am working on player props. I'm not going to give them out tonight because I'm not done yet. But I do have. I'm working on some pretty good player props. Depending on where the numbers come in on the Giants side, so it has a lot to do with everything I just mentioned. But stay tuned for that, boys and
1: girls. Yeah, I think. I think. I just think Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life. So any kind of any kind of Daniel Jones over on rush yards it, is good to me. But uh, if you love trench football. This will be my last thing, and then we can move on. If you like trench football? There is going to be a war when the Philly offensive line is on the field versus the Giants' D line. I mean, that is going to be some fucking nineteen nineties smash football going on there. Now on the other side, oh my God, Philly has such a huge advantage, or uh, excuse me, um, yes, Philly the Philly D line has such a huge advantage against the Giants' O line. That, that one, that's going to look overwhelming and that's why I think Dan Jones is gonna be uh you know scrambled out and, and flushed and, and probably hit his over on on rush yards but yeah that 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 matchup Philly offensive line giants defensive line that, that's gonna be something to watch right there.
0: Alright moving on to Sunday 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 let's go Buffalo They are uh I would still call it consensus five although it is moving to five and a half yeah. Money coming in. Heavy on Buffalo over those Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, it's coming in, and I hate it. I really hate it, but I do have to lean to Buffalo. I wanted to find any reason to not because, let's just be honest, I love Joe Burrow. Like, I just – Joe Burrow is kind of like uh, – He's the antithesis to um, Herbert, really. I mean, it's it's you. Herbert's the one that, and really freaking Josh Allen, if you want to want to be. I mean, like when the ball, if it's a close game, you want the ball in Joe Burrow, Joe Cool's hand. But with that said, can't do it. Cannot do it in this game. He is going to be three starters down on this offensive line, and that has all happened in the last two weeks. You can't overcome that. Like even Joe Cool can't overcome that. And people have been talking about, well, last year he did it with that with the bad offensive line. And yeah, he did, because he's awesome. But you know what? They had the entire season to deal with that and manage it. And he still got sacked constantly. Now like the fact that they made this Super Bowl is, is amazing and a testament to Joe Burrow. But it's also different when you know you have a bad old line all year long versus we're in fucking chaos, and we've got mass injuries. All Like, the cohesiveness and the line calls that you have to make as a group in that offensive line, and now there are three starters down and all this shuffling, and you're going on the road to Buffalo. I just couldn't do it. I mean, I hate going against Burrow, but I just I cannot do it. Also, you got Cincy coming off a, uh, yeah, kind of a phony win. It was a phony win. Baltimore could have, should have would have all that stuff beat them last week. And we, and you already talked about it in the, are you kidding me? Buffalo? Get out of here. That should have been a blowout. So, you know, everything's pointing to Buffalo here. Uh, I think that's why you're seeing the line move. 62% of the cash is coming in on Buffalo, but 67% of the tickets are coming in on Cincy. So Joe cool still has that public pool, uh, uh on his side. Now, The thing that worries me, obviously, the big dumb animal. My God, can you just fucking hold on to the ball and not throw it to to the orange team? (laughs) fucker! Just don't throw it. You know what? You can throw it one time to the orange team. Just don't throw it twice to the orange team and don't fumble for a touchdown to the orange team and they should win by seven plus. That's my lean. That's what I'm taking. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I'm leaning with you. So Cincinnati's power wrecking... uh block 2-5 and five ATS in the divisional round. And they're actually the first team in their power-ranking block to cover, or sorry, to not cover in the wild card and even reach the divisional round. So, again, that speaks to how lucky they fucking were last week. Now, Buffalo's better in DVOA and points-per-drive. Since he is the better turnover margin team, because fucking big wild dummy can't stop giving the goddamn <laughs> ball away, and Buffalo doesn't give enough fucking turnovers to cover up for him unlike the Dallas team does for Dak. Now since he's two wins and their power powering block 2016 Pittsburgh two and a half point home dogs to Kansas City Pittsburgh had the better DVOA and points per drive just like Buffalo does not the turnover margin 2021 last year Longhorn we were in Vegas watching this game Kansas City two point home favorite versus Buffalo a wild ass fucking game Casey was worse in DVOA and turnover margin. Buffalo only better in points per drive, which is not um, one of the better indicators for winning, as I've gone back and done the research, but obviously that game could have went either way. So uh, since he doesn't have anything in common with the first team and the second team, goddamn, that was a fucking coin flip for sure. But they're five losers. And this is the most telling thing to me in their power ranking uh, block. Denver 2015, 7.5 point home favorites. Pittsburgh had the better turnover margin and points per drive. And they covered that, did not win. 2017, Atlanta, two and a half point road favorites versus Philly. Philly was better at all three stats, wipe out. Indy, 2018, Road Dog versus KC. KC better at all three stats. Wipeout. Uh, the Rams, 2020, 7. Point Road Dogs versus Green Bay, Green Bay better at all three stats, wipeout, and then Green Bay, loser in two, 2021. Five and a half point home favorites versus San Francisco. San Francisco was only better at DVOA, which is such a huge outlier. Only three of 17 teams that have only been better at DVOA since 2015 in our power rankings have even covered. So that just speaks to how big a fucking choker Aaron Rodgers is for that game. For them <laughs> to lose that. They should have won that game. They didn't. They didn't win and they didn't cover. Now Buffalo's power ranking uh, block. 2-2 two two ATS in division round. Two so two Super Bowl representatives since 2019. So obviously part of the elite of the elite. Uh, two wins in the power rank 2019, San Francisco minus 7 versus Minnesota. San Francisco was better at DVOA. And points per drive. Just like Buffalo is here. 2019, Kansas City minus 10. Home favorite versus Houston. Kansas City better at all three. Again, you're better at all three. Wipe it the fuck out. You're done. Two losses in their powering quadrant was Baltimore in 2020. They were two and a half point road dog versus Buffalo. Buffalo better at all three. Wipe them out. And then obviously, Buffalo in 2021. Last year, they're in the same bracket. They lost, obviously, I just covered it to KC. So, in that wild-ass game. Now, you just said Cincinnati's offensive line banged up. Burrow will not be able to make chunk plays just like he could not last week. He was sacked four times. It was the second uh, adjusted yards per attempt in his playoff career. It's Buffalo or pass for me here, 100%. However, I do have two bets inside of this game that I'll give out in the free picks that I feel better about than even Buffalo minus the five or five and a half. So, stay tune for that boys
1: and girls yeah and just real quick uh looking at this i just added it up because i couldn't believe what i was looking at so of the five projected offensive linemen in this game and we'll see how that changes going uh up to sunday if, if one of these guys can make a make a comeback and get in this lineup but of, of the five projected right now i just added up their five pff grades divided them by five it came out to 52.2 that is the if, if you're looking at offensive line grades, I don't think I've ever seen a five worse average than that. That is... The, that if, if, if this was their, their starting lineup for week one of the NFL season, this would be a team I would project to win seven games. And I'm not even kidding. So, oh my God. Like, he is... <laughs> Burrell's gonna be, and he's awesome. He might overcome it, but my God! Believe well, their
0: he... over under this year was eight, wasn't it?
1: Um, I feel like it was higher. Just, but, but you might be right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's brutal. He's gonna. I hope he, I hope he just makes it out of this game with a with a loss and no injury. That's really how I hope this goes.
0: All right, boys and girls, we're gonna move on to the Sunday nights. It is the last game of divisional. And it's those Dallas Cowboys! And they are. Uh, we'll still say Consensus three and a half point Road dogs. those San Francisco, we're not.
1: Yeah, I didn't do like uh an official write up for this game. I've got a couple notes, but I really just wanted because this game this game was giving me fits. If there's one game I could throw out in this playoff uh slate of the four, this would be the one that I would just Choose to throw out. Uh, So I'm going to lean on you on kind of the way you're going on this. And plus, you've been more locked in on the Cowboys specifically this year anyways. Uh, To me, this is a high-variance game. I really don't know what team I'm going to get with the Cowboys. I do know what kind of team I'm going to get with San Francisco. So right off the bat, that points me to San Fran because I just trust them more. Um, Dak under pressure is kind of like your key, or it seems like the key that maybe I've been missing uh, 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 this season with the Cowboys, along with just not giving them enough respect on defense and probably respecting Dan Quinn enough, specifically when some of the injuries started hitting on defense. But when you can move Dak and get him off that spot, that's how you can affect him. Uh, We saw what the Redskins did when they could move, move him out and get him uncomfortable. Tampa Bay could not do it. He, he was he was just target practicing back there last week. He, they could have named their score. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that in this game, obviously San Fran is going to be able to move him off his spot and make him uncomfortable. That's not to say that he can't, you know, have one of those good games anyways, but that's usually when you get bad Dak, when you can make him feel uncomfortable. Uh, on the coaching side, it's a complete mismatch on coaching. I hate... Hate uh, strong word. I I really don't like the coach for for the Cowboys, and maybe that leads into some of my bias against them. You know, because he is a Super Bowl coach, but I just don't I just don't like him. I don't I don't think he's a very good coach. Um, and Shanahan, I, I just really love what he's doing over there. Um, other than that, I kind of left it open. Um, Why don't you take it away, and I'll kind of click in and to some of the like where the tickets and cash are going, and to see if there's anything else as you're. Whatever you bring up, if I can counter off of that. So, what do you got?
0: Yeah, this was I. I had a I had a feeling going into it. Kind of how the research would go. Uh, my feeling was a little bit torn, to be honest with you, as I got into it. Um, mm. Last week, I did obviously uh, like Dallas a lot. And Tampa Bay was just a terrible team. They they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They did, they suck. It, it, <laughs> And we said on the podcast, if Tom Brady wasn't their fucking quarterback, Dallas would have been six, seven-point road favorite. I don't even know what the fucking spread I don't at. think
1: they went to the playoffs. I don't think they ever showed.
0: Yeah, they never showed up. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking – I mean, so I don't take anything at all from that game because Dallas is a good football team, period. They're yeah. just a good football team. And what good football teams do is they beat the shit out of bad football teams. And that is exactly what we just witnessed. Now, you talk about naming their score. They could have named their score, but they'd have to add by sixes and not sevens.
1: Hmm. Problem. That, That's a problem.
0: That might be a problem, but okay. Um, I don't want to lead off with that, so let's move on to Dallas's power-ranking square. So, four and three ATS in the divisional round where Dallas landed. There four wins. The Rams, 2018, minus seven and a half, home favorite Versus the Cowboys. Rams better in all three stats. Again, if you're better in all three stats, get the fuck out of here. New England, 2018. Eight and a half point home favorites versus the Chargers. Now, New England was only better at turnover margin. Which is 3-2 ATS if you're only better in that stat. Very short sample size from what we have, but that's what they were. Cincinnati, last year, 2021 plus plus. Four on the road versus Tennessee. Since he was better at all three, man, we should have saw that one coming. They (laughs) fucking wiped them out. And then San Francisco last year versus Green Bay. Already talked about it. They're only better at DBOA. God damn what a choke job by Aaron Rodgers that fucking game was. Holy shit. (laughs) All right. To the power-wrecking square losses. Kansas City, 2016, 2.5 point home favorite versus Pitts. Pitts were better in DVOA and points per drive. That combination is 4-1 and one ATS since 2015. Seattle, 2016, 6.5 point Road Dogs versus Atlanta. Atlanta was better at all three. Walk them out. Pittsburgh, 2017, 7 point home favorites versus Jax. Jax was only better at the turnover margin, but there again, they're one of those 3-2 winners. Now, San Francisco, this is what gave me pause when I dug in. San Francisco's power ranking block is 0-1 ATS in the divisional round. So, actually, San Francisco is the only team. And it's so weird. There's only been three teams that's fallen into their power ranking block. It's an elite block as far as a rating. There's only been three teams. They all three made the playoffs. They're the only one to ever cover in any round ever. (laughs) So, very weird, but it is what it is. Um and the 0-1 team was the 2019 Baltimore Ravens. 10-point home favorites versus Tennessee Longhorn. That is our famous call. We called Tennessee for the fucking straight-up win. And that was just that was just a bad, bad matchup for Baltimore, and it played out as exactly as we thought it would. Now San Francisco is better in two out of three of our three major stats. That is 9-5 ATS. You're better than any 2 out of 3. So, again, leaning San Francisco back again there. Inside of that, Dallas has played two top 10 DBOA defense all year when when they were top 10 besides the Philly split. So, Dak wasn't there one game. Hurts wasn't there one game. So, I'm throwing them out. I'm throwing them out. Whatever. They went 1-1 one one ATS straight up. So, just fuck it. I'm throwing those out. So, two teams other than that that were top 10 when they actually played them. That was Tampa Bay week one when they were healthy on defense. They were the number one DVOA defense Longhorn for about the first month of that season, if you remember, if you can remember all the way, way back then. And Dallas scored three points in that game. And they played Washington. You mentioned it in week 18. Washington ended at number nine overall in DVOA on defense. You know, they had their struggles, but they came together. Started about week 16 or so, and really shot up there. And they only scored six points on that Washington defense. San Francisco is the number one DVOA defense. Now, Dallas's defense is really good too. And San Francisco has only played a few of those. They played uh, Seattle in week two. Which you're thinking, oh, Seattle's defense sucked. Well, not in week two. It didn't. It was up there. It was top 10 at the point at that point. They put up 27 on them. Now, the very next week, they went and played Denver, who was, who actually ended in top 10. They only scored 10 points on that. But then week 16, when they played the Redskins again, the were really getting good at defense at that point. They scored 37 points. And since Big Cock Brock has taken over the reins of the 49ers, they have the number one scoring offense in the NFL. 30 points per over 30 points per game. Now, I do think this is a close game. I think Dallas is better than a lot of people give them credit for, but it's really got to be San Fran or pass for me here. Uh, just because I think just the same thing I said about Dallas against Tampa last week, It's either it was either going to be a close game, and we'll see what happens, but I still like Dallas, or Dallas is going to blow their fucking doors off, and that's exactly what did, the latter did happen. I feel the same way here. I feel that it's going to be a very close game, you got, again, he is a rookie quarterback. It's a second playoff start. He is at home. But let's be honest. The dude's averaging 150 yards passing per game. Now, it's the most efficient 150 yards you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Actually, they're scoring 30 points a fucking game. But he ain't great. He ain't been great. He's been exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. But if he can be exactly what they need... And you talk about a high variance game. It's only high variance on the Dallas side, which, which tells me right, there's 0% chance that Dallas is going to blow them out. But there's a big chance that San Francisco can blow their goddamn doors off. So I think it's going to be very close. Or San Francisco will blow their fucking doors off. Either way, I can't back the cows here, even with the hook on the 3.5. I tried to. I really did want to because I, I just think that everybody is on this fucking narrative with San Francisco. And everybody's discounting the Cowboys, which is a very rare thing, by the way. And I really wanted to back the Cowboys. But I got a lean San Fran here. But, again, it is a lean on that one. But I do have a favorite bet here in this game. And, again, I am going to give that away on the free pick section. It is really, really fucking strong when I dug in and found this lean. I love it. Or when I found my best bet, I love it.
1: So you're leaning San Fran. I, I think I... I think I kind of am too. Um, the tickets are coming. God, I just fucking lose it. I had it here somewhere. Um, the tickets are coming in. Oh, God damn it! I don't know where it went. You know what? Just you, you take it away. I'll, I'll find it eventually. I, I had. I think the tickets are coming in on San Fran, but the money's coming in on Dallas. Uh, it's, it's.
0: I mean, to me, Dallas feels like the sharper side. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like Dallas yeah, feels it, like the sharper side because. Again, the public narrative is, you know, well, yeah, they limped into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they beat Tampa Bay, but whatever. And San Francisco's been awesome. San Francisco's won ten games in a row. They're kicking the shit out of everybody. Big cock Brock. All and San Francisco is just the biggest brand. Like they're almost as big a brand. It's as close as you can get to the Dallas Cowboys. I'll say that in yeah. in the, in the public's eye.
1: of the tickets on San Fran, but 58% of the money on cows. It's, it is, it does feel that way. God, I just wish, oh, I wish that I could, uh, I wish that I could trust. See, this is, this is why I don't, this is why I've been off on the cows is because I don't trust Dak when he's, when he's going to be feeling pressure. But with that said, oh my God, they got the fucking weapons. They got, you know, now that Tyron Smith is back and uh, and that offensive line is shuffled in and settled in, Bedias is back, who's not a great center, but he's serviceable.
0: Oh, bye, Dez.
1: Like, they've got some guys up there that can at least slow down some of that pass rush. Um, so yeah,
0: San Francisco's secondary is vulnerable, man. We saw yeah. it last week. I mean, yes. obviously not a lot of plays were made, but early on in the first half, there were plays made against that secondary. I, I think, though, your biggest point – that I'm taking home is the coaching advantage. Now, I don't shit on McCarthy as much as most people do, uh, but, you know, he, he's not Kyle Shanahan. He's definitely not that dude, for sure. But we've seen Kyle Shanahan shit the bed in big games before. Now, generally not in the divisional round. He is excellent, actually, in the divisional round. Uh, it's mm-hmm. when he gets to the championship or the Super Bowl that he... Pulls out his big bags of dicks and starts sucking. But um, yeah, I, with everything that I've read through and everything I've been through, th- there's just really nothing that can make me bet the Cowboys. But I do want to bet them. And I, I mean, I, and pull back the curtain, I put them in three and a half and a couple different parlays and stuff like that. I think there's obviously a chance. Um, I put them in a money line parlay too. Like, but it's not obviously not big money. And it's not. It's not an official pick or anything. But I've also bet San Fran. Like I'm, I'm just, all, I'm all over the place in this game. But I do have, I do, like I said in the free picks, I do have a best bet that I will be betting in Vegas as long as the number is right. I can promise you that.
1: It, I, just thinking about it, I the unpreparedness that I usually see from McCarthy and McCarthy's Cowboys in games like this. Um, and when Shanahan does have a bad game, it's usually a late game, late game collapse. So. You couple those together, that kind of points me to like either our first quarter or first half San Fran um, because chances are you know McCarthy had him ready to go last week, but chances are, history says his teams won't be necessarily sharp and ready well, they to start Well, they weren't really the
0: ready to go. The first of that game, that's true. Yeah, they, they, were, they like weren't. That like yeah, right. couldn't even complete a wide receiver screen. CD was screaming at him mm-hmm. in the first series. Like They did not look good. It's only the Tampa Bay look, came out, and looked even worse. That they were like, okay, maybe if we make a first and as soon as that Dy- as soon as they made that first first down, I was like, alright, should be time to roll now. And then they and they just never look back after that. Yeah, San so San Fran's maybe a- not gonna they're not gonna come out and look like that. Shanahan's gonna have this scripted. You're gonna see Debo in the rounds, C Mac up your ass. they the first of this game is not gonna look like the first of that fucking game. I can promise you that.
1: Yeah, so first quarter, first half, San Fran, that's probably where I would look.
0: All right, boys and girls, that was all them winds coming to the air tonight, baby. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, time for you all. i been waiting night. for no free. a second for free, except for free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby.
1: Yeah, I think my favorite pick this week is gonna be Buffalo. What what am I getting graded at here with this with this line? What's gonna be the uh
0: let's scroll back up, y'all.
1: Get a five? Still catch yes. a five.
0: Yes, there's fives fucking everywhere. So All right. we'll I'm gonna five.
1: take Buffalo minus five against cool Joe Burrow.
0: Cool Joe Burrow. All right, boys and girls. Well my favorite Pick of the week. My official free pick that will go up on the website. Philly minus seven and a half. Again, uh, better than all three stats. 12 and three ATS since 2015 in the divisional round. However, oh, I got a bucket more. All right. So let me see if I can get all my notes together. All right. First, free pick exclusive. All these are exclusive podcasts. We're not posting these. If you don't listen, you don't fucking get it. All right. Jacksonville plus two and a half. Two and a half. In the first quarter, Jacksonville's power working block is six and one plus two and a half in the first quarter in the divisional round since 2015. Love that bet. San Francisco, Dallas over eight. My buddy hit on the last one in the first quarter. Uh, on that one, where's my note here? Oh, fuck me, not oh, fun. Hang on, hang on. Oh.
1: I got it. Uh, fuck. where's that in your ass?
0: It might be in my ass, or it might be right here. All right. So two top ten uh, points-per-drive teams, Longhorn, in the divisional round. 13 games that's happened since 2015, going over eight points, 10-3. and 10-3 and three out of 13 games, going over eight points in the first quarter, including the last time these two hooked up in the playoffs. Uh, a couple years ago, it went over then too. So love that pick. And these are two of the top 10 scoring first quarter teams this year. They averaged 10 and a half point game, two ten and a half points per game together in the first quarter. So I love that pick. And on the same line, the Buffalo Cincy, over nine and a half quarter one. Again, two top ten points per drive teams since 2015. 10 and 3. That game is, is going over Based over nine and a half points. It goes 10 and three. So both those on the, on the same data line. Uh, Buffalo, team total over 26 and a half. When both t- teams have a top 10 points per drive, the better team in points per drive, scoring over twenty six and a half points Longhorns horses 2015, nine and three on that. So nine and three for Buffalo to go over 26 and a half. Love that. And then I'm going to give out San Francisco minus three and a half with the trend of the week. Nerd alert. Nerd. 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 You fucking nerd with your nerd hair. All right, boys and girls, trend of the week. So it's is not 9 home favorites in the playoffs with more wrestling their opponent and playing a team off their playing their four straight road game. straight up, 3-1 ATS, plus 7 ATS margin. They win this game, Longhorn, by 12.5 points per game. And the only game it did not cover was when Denver was a 7.5 point home favorite versus Pittsburgh in the divisional round. And Pittsburgh was better in all three stats. Again, 12-3 ATS when you're better in all three stats. So the Cowboys are not that. So, yeah, those are all the exclusive Free picks coming at you on the podcast. I will be betting all these in Vegas as long (laughs) as I can get those numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love them, love them, love them. I've dug a lot into this, and I'm going to have a great fucking weekend. I hope. Yeah, hope so. All right, Longhorn, tell them where they can get. And guess what, boys and girls? We got fucking uh, player props coming at you, too. So tell them where they can find all this shit on that fabulous website one more time.
1: All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode. Uh, Don't forget, uh, if you email in info at thefootballgloryhole.com, you can get that playoff promo for $25 only, all the picks through the Super Bowl. I will try not to die this weekend in Vegas or get pregnant or anything like crazy like that. <laughs> so I'm just gonna try to I'm just gonna try to win the money and go from there. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platform so people stop being sports stupid and use them all so that we became partners for life and both Sivas as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People stop throwing away your hard earned money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again come
0: on god damn it people never pay a bookie again Steve tyler take us up baby